Talk Recorded live.
sometimes, um, you know, when that happens, I know that um, there's um, an, even, an even deeper need uh, for prayer to commence. And um, to be quite honest, people love to tell their business on uh, social media. And so sometimes I'll stroll through um, social media while I'm praying, and um, I'll begin to pray for just different people up and down my timeline or stories that they share, people who are in need. And I noticed that quite a few others um, weren't able to sleep, especially uh, today. So I'm hoping and praying and, and, and believing that whatever it is that is going on spiritually uh, in the atmosphere, that um, um, that we can catch it, that we can um, make sure to cover one another in prayer and be dedicated to prayer. And um, when we look at everything that's going on, sometimes it can be very scary as to what's taking place, but it's only scary to those who don't know, you know, um, what's about to take place and what's about to happen in the earth. And um, knowing the book of Revelation and just through the word of God as to certain things that are to come, the only comfort that we really have is knowing that we're on the right side. Anybody on the opposite side, well, start praying for them now. Hopefully their minds will change by the time, and it's not impossible, but we want to make sure that we're um, continuously lifting each other up in prayer regardless of what we um, think, what we feel, what we believe, what others believe. We want to continue to pray and pray um, for salvation for, for these souls. That they that they put in their RSVP, so that they can uh, be welcome, and that the relationship for those of us who have said yes and those of us who are going to say yes, that the relationship between us and Abba Father, us and Jehovah God, us and Elohim, that that it be uh, exactly what He wanted wants it to be, that our hearts um, be close to Him and not far from Him. It is definitely a praying time in in the earth. It's always been, don't get me wrong, it's always been, but if you're alive in this era, it is definitely time to pray. Well, I was asking God what it is that he wanted to uh, say today and what it is that he wanted to read enforce or or reignite or reestablish in in the hearts and minds of those who would join the call. And all I heard was, be strong and of a good courage. And, of course, I had to go and, you know, look that up. And I want to tell you that the words, the entire phrase that that is, wrapped up in the scripture, the entire phrase of be strong and of good courage is in the Bible nine times. All Old Testament, but it's still God. He's saying yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's in the Bible nine times. And if you don't know, a lot of us, you know, um, uh, nine is reaping, eight is new beginning. Let me go back to five because that's the number that we really love. Five is grace. 
fixed is indicative of a trial judgment man. Um, it's the number of man, and it's also indicative of marriage, believe it or not. And then seven um, is indicative of uh, completion, the end of a thing. Eight is the beginning of a thing. And nine means harvest. Ten means accumulation, that uh, you know, growth that cannot be capped. So, but let's go back to nine. Be strong and of a good courage is in the Bible nine times. And it's indicative of reaping. It's indicative of a harvest. That's why when September comes around, um, you know, we start to see cornucopias um, that they usually um, have at Thanksgiving. But they start to appear in September because it's, it's indicative of gathering the very things that we planted. And I love the idea of there being a harvest. But um, during prayer one day, uh, I heard the Holy Spirit say it's not uh it can also be manifestation when you think about it. It takes nine months for a baby to manifest itself from the hidden place from the secret place from a place that you can't necessarily see. The bump is there, the baby bump is there, but for the actual manifestation of what was on the inside to come on the outside, it takes nine whole months okay um for what 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 they consider a normal, healthy uh, delivery and birth, right? So, um, so many people are in need of what they've seen in their visions, what they've seen in their dreams, what they've seen, um, um, you know, during prayer, what they've heard in their dreams and during prayer, what they imagine. Um, They want those things to come to pass. And they want those things to be manifested. And on Sunday, in in my church, there was a, a great move of God that really focused on um, the frustration of manifestation. And after that all week, it just seemed like everybody um, had been frustrated from not having the things that they saw from God, they heard from God. They, um, you know, imagined or were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it is a frustrating thing when you're doing all the things that you can do and and, and everything you know how to do, and yet nothing happens, nothing comes to pass. But um, we know that God is not a man that he should lie, that he would lie, that he could lie. Um, So it's not him, right? It's us and God's perfect timing. But this is what I want to tell you about be strong and of good courage. It's in the Bible nine times, which is indicative of manifestation, right? And so when we read that scripture, we we know that it is directed toward Joshua. More than likely, if you've ever um, studied the word of God or maybe have just been in church or maybe heard it in passing, you know that if you hear be strong and of a good courage, that it's in reference to Joshua and um, Moses handing over the torch, if you want to say, passing the torch or passing the baton over to Joshua to take the Israelites into the promised land. And I want to tell you, I just want to share, I'm going to read to you how many times it's in the Bible and where it's at. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he 
it is that go down, that, that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Uh, Deuteronomy 31 and 7, And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Uh, Deuteronomy 31 and 23. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land, which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. Joshua 1 and 6, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide an inheritance. Uh, the land which I swear unto the, their fathers to give them, Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dis- dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. That's my favorite one. Joshua 1 and 18. Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of a good courage. Joshua 10 and 25. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of a good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. Keep that in mind, okay? Against whom ye fight. First Chronicles uh, 22 and 13. Then shalt thou prosper. If thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel, be strong and of a good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. First Chronicles 28 and 20. And David said to Solomon his son, be strong and of a good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Those are the nine scriptures that have be strong and of good courage or and of a good courage in uh, within them. And what I noticed is that Deuteronomy 31 and 6, Deuteronomy 31 and 7, Deuteronomy 31 and 23, Joshua 1 and 6, Joshua 1 and 9, Joshua 1 and 8, 1 and 18. All six of those scriptures are mind preparation. You don't hear Joshua repeat, be strong and of a good courage until uh, it, it gets to Joshua 10 and 25. This is after they've already crossed into uh, the promised land. They finally, finally crossed over the Jordan and made it into the promised land, okay? But the first six times that it is spoken, Joshua is listening. All of Israel is listening. Moses is speaking what God had said as to whom will carry on this big uh, ordeal to have the children of Israel inherit the land. And God is speaking after Moses is dead. God continues to speak to Joshua, and he keeps saying, be strong and of a good courage. Now, it's noted in our Bibles that God said it six times, 
whether it be through Moses or whether he said it himself. Six times God says, be strong and of a good courage. Six is indicative of man. Six is indicative of trial. Six is indicative of judgment. But in this case, six is indicative of the flesh. God is constantly telling us to be strong and of good courage because it is our flesh. It is not of God for us to fear. It is not of God for us to be weak. It is not of God for uh, for us to be discouraged. We, As we learned in the prior calls, all those things are of evil. It is of evil. The word evil has definitions of sadness, despair, misery, lack. All of those things are classified as evil because it is the evil is the word that is directly opposite of blessed. And blessed means happy. The Greek word for, for blessed is makarios, and it means happy. So he's telling us, in order for us to get over our emotions, get over our thoughts, and get over the procrastination, get over the discouragement, he's telling us to be strong and of good courage. The word strong means to strengthen, to prevail. And think it not strange that Israel, the meaning behind the name Israel, anytime you see the words, uh, the letters E-L on the end or on the be- at the beginning of a word, it, it is indicative of God. El-Ohim, El-Shaddai. It is always indicative of Jehovah God, of, of uh, Adonai. And Israel or Israel simply means God prevails. So we often read the Old Testament to say, okay, this didn't apply to us. This applied to, you know, Moses. But thinking, best believe that we were included from the beginning. How he started, you know, is of no matter. We were always included from the beginning. There was a plan for us. It was not a mistake that God just happened to say, oh, you know, we got these other people here that I created, and I have no plan for them. Not so. He has a plan for everyone that he has created. Whether we embark upon that plan is up to us, but he has a plan for all of us. So when we read this Old Testament, we have to understand um, that we're going to give respect to the culture. We're going to give respect to the audience, meaning that we're going to consider that it that it's uh, being spoken to them at this particular time. And words may be different, but the fact remains, Israel simply means God prevails, and God prevails in us as well, for us, through us, to us as well. So we are included in the promise, thanks be unto God. So strong, going back to the meaning of strong, means to prevail. It means to be courageous. It means to be firm, to be resolute. It even means to grow firm because sometimes being strong is a process. We have to be strong in our minds until we really get it in our hearts that I'm going to do this thing. Come hell or high water, no matter, come what may, I'm going to be who God called me to be. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to say what God called me to say, what God told me to say. It means to um, be urgent. Be strong means to be urgent, which is the opposite of procrastination. It means to move with some passion. Be stout. Grow rigid. Be severe. You know, we see all these people, and we call them fanatics. 
You better be a fanatic about what God has given you to do, about what God has told you about you. You better be a fanatic about his word. Be a fanatic about his dreams that he has given you. Be a fanatic about his vision. Be a fanatic about God's promises because they are sure and true. They are yes and amen. Everything else is a gamble except for the word of God over your life. And you have to be a fanatic about it. You have to be passionate about it, about pursuing and seeking God about what he has said about you, not just through the written word, for man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You have to hear him, and you don't need to be called a prophet to hear what he has to say about you. Take the time to listen. We do a lot of talking and a lot of praying, but we don't do a lot of listening, and that is the problem that we are having. We're doing we're doing a lot of discussion, but nobody's taking a moment to be silent so that we can get clear instructions about what it is that God has to say to us, for us, and about us. The second part of be strong is and of good courage. So we instantly know that by grace and mercy, strong and courage go hand in hand. And courage, again, reverts back to be strong. It means to be courageous. It means to be brave. It means to be bold, to be solid, and to be hard. It also means to be determined and to make yourself alert. So what is all this saying? It means to be intentional. I'm not only going to be a fanatic, I'm not only going to be passionate about what God has told me to do, about what God has shown me I can have, about what God has said I am to apprehend, but I am also going to be intentional about it. That means I'm going to mean this thing from my heart, from my mind. That means when I move, I move in purpose and on purpose. It's not happenstance. It's not just because I'm not here out here just doing this for the fun of it. I mean to have a legacy created out of this. I mean to allow God to use me where he can glorify me out of this. I'm not here to play games. I'm not here to waste time. I came for an assignment, and I will do it before I leave here. And this is the way we have to talk to our flesh. This is the way we have to talk to the thoughts that are all opposite of being strong, that are opposite of being courageous, that are opposite of everything God said that we can have. And if you notice, Joshua was being prepared for some time before he actually took them over into the land of Jericho. He was being prepared. And a lot of times we see what God has for us, but we don't get the preparation. We start saving money, some of us. We start getting the credit together, some of us. We start, you know, planning out by this month, this needs to be done, and by that year, this needs to be done, and by this time, this needs to be done. But what we don't do is prepare our flesh. Because at the end of the day, if God has called you to do anything, if he has said anything is yours, you already have it. There's really nothing that you can do to do it. All you're going to do is make sure that you walk out the process. But it's already yours. What stops us? What prevents us from leaving the job and going into our own business like God told us to? Is our flesh, our emotions, and it all revolves around what if it don't work? It all revolves around the unknown. I know I'm getting a paycheck every Friday when I work for somebody else. If not, I can take them to court 
and get even more money than they owed me. But what what if I step out and do what God told me to do and I'm humiliated? What if I got to take some more losses in order to gain what God has given me, what God has promised me? And what if I got to take those losses in front of people? I'm going to be humiliated until I get there. I'm going to tell you, you might. I know what that feels like to lose everything in front of everybody who's watching you, whether they're rooting for you to succeed or fail. But when you get what you've got coming to you, they will say surely God was on their side. And whatever it is that they did during that time, I need to be doing it too, okay? So six times Joshua is being prepared. Six times it's being said, stated, be strong and of good courage because it is to prepare his flesh, to overcome his emotions, to overcome his thought. He was the successor of Moses. Do you know how the people loved and revered Moses? And now he has to come up. He was with Moses. He was out there thugging it out, fighting the enemies. Joshua was a killer, not just a fighter. He he was a warrior killer, number one, okay? He was Suge Knight on the good side, if you want to say, okay? Oh, I shouldn't say that, Lord, forgive me. But he was a killer. He was, he was the ace. He was the go-to. And here it is. He has to come from behind the scenes to the front of the scenes. He has to switch positions, he's still going to be a killer. Oh, yeah, when you read Joshua, you're going to see he's still a killer. But he has to switch positions and lead the people, and he's afraid. Otherwise, why would God be telling him, be strong and of good courage? And it wasn't that he was afraid of killing people. He was a warrior. He always, he had no problem killing the enemy. But to lead the people after somebody like Moses, that was hard, and he was afraid. So, after God tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage, Joshua doesn't actually open his mouth to say it himself until the seventh time, be strong and of good courage, appears in the Bible. Now, what happened was Joshua led the people over into the promised land. You know, the priests had to go carry the ark, and then people followed, and we got all this, you know, um, stuff. And they walked around the walls of Jericho, and the police priests blew the horn, and the people gave a shout, and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. They were able to take over the city. What we often forget is that when we get over to the promised land, we still have to settle. There still has to have to be some things. It's no different than buying a home. There are some things that you're going to have to change before you make it feel like it's yours. And that's what happened. They had to get over there, and the land was theirs, but they had to get the people out. It's no different than moving into an apartment building and your neighbor, you know, if you've ever had this experience, you know, growing up, I did. Uh, The neighbor had roaches, and they're so prominent that they're coming into your place. And you got to put borax and everything else you can think of all around the perimeter so that they won't come and be in your cupboard. Okay, these are the types of things that we often forget when we're going after the promises of God. When you finally get it, you're going to have something to do with it. And it won't always be pleasant, but it will be worth it. So Joshua in 10 and 25 says says to the people, be strong and of good courage. And what happened was that 
there, you know, leading the people to kill some of everybody, okay, everybody who stood in their way of what God promised them. And that is how uh, uh, diligent we have to be. That's how violent we have to be after what God is, has promised us. Tomorrow is not promised. But anything we can have in the day is promised to us. So we better go after what it is that we have to go after. And Joshua annihilated anybody, any opposing force that stood in his way, including himself. So there were five kings who um, they had heard about Jericho. They had heard at what he did at I, everything, and they started hiding. Joshua said, go find them. We know where they're at. We're going to get them. He goes and gets them. And what he tells the people is amazing. Because before he kills them, because he's going to kill them, okay, he's going to kill them before uh, they, they do, they're going down. Before he, he tells, before he kills them, Joshua brings the men before, brings the five kings before the men of Israel. And he tells them, come here, come here, put your foot upon the necks of these kings. And they all came forth and they put their foot Upon the necks of the kings. And in verse 25, Joshua finally says to them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of a good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. I told you in the beginning, keep that in mind. Against whom ye fight. Now there are times where we have to defend ourselves. First let me go back to the five five kings and the men of Israel placing their foot on the king's necks. If you place your foot on somebody's neck, none of their body can't move. They can move left to right, maybe side to side, but for the most part, they cannot lift the rest of their body with strength and momentum in order to do you harm. And I remember working at this company called Verizon. Oh, my God, we used to call it Hell Verizon because that's how it felt walking in there every day. And there was this one particular uh, supervisor who had a, a we, we were uh, a, a crew of us were selected to handle these calls due to an attorney general lawsuit. And we, um, the, the the particular gentleman, was very um, evil in his ways. And when I prayed about it, I saw his neck on the ground, and I saw God's foot on his neck. And two days later, he was fired, not just removed from that assignment, but he was fired. And if you worked at Verizon and you wanted that job, that's not a job you wanted to lose. Your benefits were fully paid for every week. You did not pay a penny for health benefits, and they were superb benefits. The dentists loved to see me coming, okay, because they knew they were, they were going to get the max payout out of everybody in the office that day. You did not pay for your tuition out of pocket. Only if you failed, you had to pay them back. But as long as you passed, they paid for everything. If you wanted to be a yoga instructor, as long as it wasn't in credit an accredited school, you could do that. Whereas in other jobs, you have they will only pay for school according to um, the industry. So if you work at a healthcare insurance company, you can only go to school for healthcare things. That's how most companies work with tuition reimbursement. You got paid every week. And if you had direct deposit, you got paid every Wednesday. And you got a raise every six months. 
I started off at $18.06. By the time I left, which was only in two years, I was making over $30 an hour. This is not the job to lose, but it was hell to pay. Hell to pay, especially if you have morals and you have standards. As I was saying, this particular supervisor made a hard job even harder for us women who were diligent, who were uh, diligent and genuine to cleaning up a mess that Verizon started. Okay, and he was fired two days later after I saw God's foot on his neck. So all that means is that the one who has authority over you, because again, in in this time with Joshua, five kings, they had authority, so to speak but they didn't have authority over God's promise for you. So when he says to the men, come look and put your foot upon their neck, he was helping them to have a, a, a literal uh, uh, experience of what it means to be strong and of a good courage, a literal experience of what it means to be strong and of a good courage. And so... After that, he goes on and he kills him. If you read Joshua 10 and, uh, chapter 10, you're going to see that he hangs him. He does all kinds of stuff to him because they need to be an example to the people that what God has for you is for you, and that's just that, okay? But what what um, I love about chapter 10 is that um, when it comes to being strong and of good courage, we always think of a defense. Oh, we have to defend ourselves from these thoughts. And we have to defend ourselves from the words of people who would say, uh, you're never going to be, you're never going to have. We have to defend ourselves from those who don't believe. And, and we have to defend, defend, defend. Because we got, that's what be strong and a good courage means, right? We always have to defend ourselves. But earlier in that same chapter, God tells them to pursue the enemy. Now, listen, don't go rogue. You better get instructions if you're going to pursue the enemy. But God says, uh, verse 18, and Joshua says, roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, and men buy it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies, and smite the hindmost of them. That means kill, kill them from the back, attack them from behind. Suffer them not to enter into their cities, for the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. Let me read it in another version. And Joshua said, let great stones be rolled against the mouth of the hole, because they were hiding in caves, guys. And let men keep watch by it. But do you, without waiting, hear that, do you, without waiting, go after their army, attacking them from the back, do not let them go into their towns, for the Lord your God has given them into your hands. And he captures them, and he has the men of Israel put their feet upon their necks, okay? When God has delivered something into your hands, you have to pursue. Upon his notice, because Joshua wouldn't have told the people to pursue if he did not know that God delivered and he did not get that word. But he says in verse 19, pursue after your enemies. So what we're, what we're realizing is that we need to be strong and of good courage to reinforce our flesh. Then we need to be strong and of good courage to defend ourselves against an enemy. But we also need to be strong and of good courage to pursue. 
pursue after an enemy. And I want you to be, keep this in mind. A, the, a person is not your enemy. I don't care what they do to you, what they said about you, what they did to you, how they treat you, how they despitefully misuse you, all, all of that. No person is your enemy. Those are souls that God is looking to change, that God is looking to convert, that God is looking to deliver. Those are souls. There is only one enemy. There is one opposing force. And anybody that sides, anything that sides with him, that's your entire opposing force. The Satan is the enemy. The devil is the enemy. Everybody with him is the opposing force. Or should I say every being with him is the opposing force. And that is who our fight is against. It's not against flesh and blood. But it's against evil. It's against powers, principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, rules of darkness. It's against every manner of evil. Those are who we come against. And that is what we need to have strength and courage for. So we realize that strength, having strength and courage helps us to prepare. We also realize that it helps us to defend, and it also helps us to be on offense to go after. And then we have uh, Joshua, uh, we have First Chronicles 22 and 13, and then we have First Chronicles 20, 28 and 20. And when you look at everything, everything talks about having strength and courage before your inheritance, during your inheritance, and to complete whatever it is that God wants you to do with that inheritance. Because in First Chronicles 28 and 20, David is talking to his son Solomon, and he says, Be strong and of a good courage, do, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord, even my God, meaning just as much as I know him, even if you don't know him like that, that same God will be with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. So we need strength and courage before, during, and after which tells us that it's not a matter of money. It's not a matter of you being able to work with your hands or your body. It's not a matter of uh, you being able to move your legs and your feet. It is a matter of mindset, of heart set, and of where your spirit is set, who your spirit is set on. Everything about strength and courage is internal. Everything about it, before the inheritance, before the promise, before apprehending, before obtaining, before the stepping out on faith, before everything, you have to be strong and of good courage. God wants you to be firm in your decision. Even if you don't know what's going to happen, you have to know that God is going to happen. That's all you need in order to move forward. You don't have to know the details. All you need to know is that God wrote the details and they shall come to pass in your life. So I want to pray for you today that you have strength and good courage. I keep trying to make this call half hour. It's just not working. I'm sorry, y'all, but I'll get there. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, and we thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for being magnificent. We thank you for being awesome, oh God. We thank you for being greater than anything. We thank you for being a God who sits high and looks low. We thank you for being exalted over and above all things, all people, all places, all circumstances, and all situations. 
you reign in our lives today, O oh God. We thank you that your loving kindness, your tender mercy, and your grace, your great grace, hallelujah, God, is for us today. And we repent of being cowards. We repent of forgetting who you are. We repent of remembering who we are more than we think of who you are, oh God. We turn our minds away from what we can't do and focus our minds on what you can do, what you have done. In the mighty name of Jesus, we repent right now for being a weak people, for being a people that choose to believe doubt instead of faith, for being a people that choose to lean on our own understanding instead of your word, oh God. We repent right now for being a people who choose not to ask you for wisdom and rely on our ignorance to guide us throughout this life, oh God. God, we still desire our inheritance. We still desire the promises. We still desire the manifestation of the things that you have told us, that you have shown us we can have, oh God. And we stand together as a family touching in the green, thanking you for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness of all of our sins, of washing us clean right now, mind, heart, soul, body, and spirit, oh God, and giving us another opportunity to pursue after the very things that you have promised us, oh God. We thank you for having made every crooked path straight, for having placed the enemy underneath our feet. We thank you for the authority that you have given us, oh God. And we move forward. We choose this day to move forward in your authority, oh God. We choose to live as ambassadors of Christ, oh God. We choose to live as people coming from another government that is higher than any other government. And we decree and we declare and we use our spiritual signets to sign a thing so that it be law in the spirit and in the earth, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we no longer desire to lay down and just take whatever comes our way. But God, we choose in the mighty name of Jesus to stand up because the blood of Jesus has won this victory for us, has made this promise for us, has made us sons of you and daughters of you, oh God. We thank you, hallelujah, for the authority that you have given us, and we wield it wheresoever you tell us to, for you are with us wherever, whithersoever we go. Whatever we're going through, wherever we go, you are with us. You have gone before us, and you'll be there in the end, oh God. You are our strength. You are our good courage, oh God. Fill us up today, oh Lord. Move those things out of the way that cause doubt, that cause fear, that cause anxiety, that cause us to be unsure, that cause us to stay in positions that you that are just too low, oh God, and bring us up to the place that you have seen us, accelerated, oh God, so that we are instantly at the place that you have called us to be at this time in our lives, oh God. Forgive us for the time that we have wasted. Forgive us for the things that we have done to that keep us distracted, oh God. But thank you, oh God, for accelerating our moments, accelerating our lives so that we are at the right pace, oh God. Just like you did the prodigal son, oh God. You restored him. You had his 
Father, restore him as if he never left, oh God, and you celebrated him, oh God. Bring us up to speed and let there be a celebration because we have apprehended victory all in your name, oh God. We do desire that you be glorified in our lives. No matter what humiliation we have to face, no matter what hardships we have to face, for you are with us through it all, oh God. And we thank you for being high. We thank you for being holy. We thank you for never being a liar, oh God. We thank you that you do not disappoint, oh God. We thank you for our sight changing right now so that we can see what you have done and be grateful and see that you have never left us, that you have never forsaken us, and see that you have never disappointed us, but you have appointed us to this time, to this moment, to this season, to apprehend, to obtain in firmness, in strength, in boldness, in passion, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that everything that you have spoken over our lives will come to pass before you take us, before you call us, before you, in the mighty name of Jesus, before we expire, oh God, we thank you that we will do what you have called us to do, and we will do it in excellence. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will not only do it in excellence, oh God, but we will do it times ten. Whatever gift you have given us, oh God, we make it manifest and we make it multiply. In the mighty name of Jesus, we call forth new vision, oh God. And if you don't want to give us new vision, then refresh the paint on the things that you have shown us, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we desire no longer to lay in squalor, to lay in pity, to wallow in pity, oh God. But we desire to rise up and be the army that you have called us to be and apprehend those things that you said we can have. We thank you for having given us the victory. And we plead the blood of Jesus against any enemy, any opposing force that would try and hinder us from obtaining what you have for us, oh God. We thank you that we will hear clearly, that we will know clearly without a doubt that you will be there with us whithersoever we go. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we thank you for a moment, for a time, for an opportunity to be reminded that you have made us strong, that you have made us courageous, that you have made us bold, that you have made us firm, that you have established us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you have made us in your image, not just in the way that you look, but in what you do and how you do. You have made us to speak a thing like you, and it shall be so. You have made us to create things like you, and it shall be so. You have made us to restore and resurrect things like you, and it shall be so. God, help us to be reminded of the dead visions, the visions and dreams and desires that we have buried in nasty dirt, oh God. We dig it up right now. Better yet, we call it forth from underneath the soil, and we say live in the name of Jesus. Every good and perfect gift that we have uh, 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 forfeited, oh God, we call it forth now. Be at our hands and be at, be at our hands, be at our feet for our use in the mighty name of Jesus. We shall no longer delay ourselves. We shall no longer hinder ourselves, but we shall move forth and move forward with strength and courage as God, as you have spoken, oh God. We are in love with you. We are, love, we are in love with what you have said about us. We are in love with what you have done for us, the way you shaped us, the way you caused us to think, oh God. And we receive it all in the mighty name of Jesus. We receive it all. We appreciate it all, oh God. And we are for you. We are for you. We are for what you have spoken over our lives this day, oh God. 
We agree with you that we are strong people, that we are courageous people, that we are a people that will apprehend, a people that will obtain, a people that will be used for thine own glory. And we love you today. And we dare not take credit. We give you all the glory. For it already belongs to you, O God. And we love you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. And so I hope you were encouraged today. It's important that we understand what we're praying about. It's important that we know exactly um, what we're getting on our knees for, what we're thinking about when we're driving in the car. It's important that we understand uh, the spirit and what is written. Hope that you were encouraged. And I'm really not sorry for that long uh, word of encouragement, but I, I, I don't want you to walk away with not fully knowing exactly what it is that God is saying to you in this moment, in this time in life, in, uh, in, in your life. And um, I believe that the manifestation of the prayer shall take fruit, shall show fruit, shall show forth good fruit immediately. In the mighty name of Jesus, I love you. Meet me here next Wednesday as we continue to understand just what it is that we're praying for. Right? Have a blessed day. You shall have a blessed day and reign in your day. 